we wanted to be a big show and we knew we had to act like a big show and the big shows that we were up against which in atlanta was the burt show a legendary show in dallas mm-hmm. was the kid craddock show an even more legendary show these are the shows that the two of us guys were trying to go up against and we knew that we didn't want to sound like the underdog we wanted to sound like the big show and to do that we had to do everything we had to find a way to use technology to our advantage to use the cameras in the studio to to get out on the streets to be able to do social media on a level that people weren't doing without a team of people welcome to brand with on demand your guide to rebooting radio what are the things that can make your life easier? If it's AI, you know, I'm already jumping in. I'm using AI for a bunch of things now, still experimenting, but I can ask it to help me write some imaging, which I spent last night. I did. It gave me some ideas for imaging or even writing a game for a certain artist. And there's a lot of complaining about it. If you don't want to do it, get out. Don't devalue yourself. Don't hate it. Just if you can't change it, either figure out how to make it work for you or get out. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Chicago native Scotty Kay is a true multimedia talent who is making his mark in various fields of entertainment. He first gained national attention as a contestant on Fox's So You Think You Can Dance. Later, competed on American Ninja Warrior, showcasing some really impressive physical chops. And he's been recognized as one of the top live entertainers in the country four times from DJ Times Magazine. He's hosted events all over the world, including the prestigious Ambassador's Ball for NATO in Brussels, Belgium. Scotty's career in radio began at KISS FM in Chicago, where his syndicated show quickly established himself as a beloved and trusted voice to listeners nationwide. Next on to Power 96.1 Atlanta, where he transformed the show from 18th place to first in just 20 months. Most recently, Scotty hosted the Mega Morning Show on DFW's Hot 93.3 KLIFFM, but ultimately decided to return to his hometown of Chicago to be closer to his family and continue pursuing new opportunities, which led him to the legendary country station US 99, where he holds fourth afternoon drive. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the one and only Scotty K. Hey, Scotty. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, is there an applause sound effect? That's the only applause I'm going to get so on the That was yeah. done the old-fashioned way. But all right. <laughs> we're glad okay. to have you. So, Scott, with all the stuff that you've been doing, how and when did you first know that entertainment, and particularly radio, was going to be your thing? Uh, I'm not sure if I still know if radio is my thing or not, but we're working on it. No, I, I did grow up in kind of the live entertainment industry. And, and even before that, my brother is an entertainer at heart. I mean, we're, we have a, a musical family. Uh, my mom directed and performed in plays. So there's entertainment kind of in the blood. But I think my brother had the biggest impact on me as an entertainer because he's my older brother. I wanted to be like him. He was a dancer and a, a musician and uh, the life of the party all the time. And me watching a guy five years older than me, they got a lot of attention. I think I just wanted to be like my older brother. And that kind of led me into the entertainment industry, into the live entertainment, specifically with DJing bar mitzvahs, weddings, private parties, things like that, where that is kind of where I got the bug for 
being able to make someone's day and being an entertainer and see people how how they can react to how your words and how you can change somebody's moments even if it's for a moment at a time you can change their emotions and, and make a day very very special for them so i think the entertainment bug got to me and that led to the dancing and the djing and uh, hosting live events and you know i try to go back all the time and think about the specific moment where i decided radio was the key or was the place to go but i don't really know when that is it kind of transferred me as i think about it just right to columbia college i don't know how i got there and i feel like i skipped a season or two of my life and in my memory but i remember wanting to put everything together the music the djing the entertaining and then putting it on a large scale and radio seemed to be something that was able to put the, all those things together for me and the more I learned and fell in love with the power of radio, it just got stronger and stronger from there. Well, Scotty, being a hometown kid turned media star, when you finally returned to your hometown after your road work, did you find the market had changed? And what did you do to get yourself ready for the transition back to Chicago? <laughs> yeah, well, interesting about the time that it happened, the world changed at that time. Um, one of the things with Chicago, the city changes, it feels like, by the minute, too, and not just the people that live there but i mean you name it the bars the clubs the restaurants the way the city operates in general it, it changes by the minute so i think every time that i came back and and the interesting part about when i was away i was always back so my son still lived in chicago so while i was away for six years i was actually back every other weekend still experiencing you know what what, what was kind of happening and and claiming it as my hometown at the same time and so when I came back, that was, you know, the main reason that, that I came back was to be closer to family. But, you know, when I came back in 2019, it was only a couple months before the world shut down. So everything yeah, changed. Yeah. yeah. And so when you ask what's different, I mean, everything. And that, and that was kind of actually refreshing, you know, obviously COVID a terrible thing, but the restart was refreshing for me because it gave me a way to look at this and go, okay, this is a new beginning on so many fronts, not just mm. me but for everybody. And now we can start and figure out where do we go from here? How do we rebuild it for the way that the world is now and what it might look like years in the future? So everything was different to be, <laughs> to answer that question on a simple, on the simplest form. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of leads into my next question because you've been doing this for a minute and you've been in certainly different markets and you've lived pre, during and post COVID and survived, thank God. But what are some of the biggest changes that you've encountered in the industry so far? Um, I think there was a big shift in content delivery and also what I think the listeners want from radio, or at least the perception of what listeners want from radio. I think that as PPM was introduced, there was a lot of fear that was installed within radio and people cut back on talk and play the music, play the hits. Uh, what are people getting from radio? Right now they get their favorite song. Don't interrupt that. And then podcasting grew and came along and Spotify came along and Amazon Music and Apple, you know, the, all these digital streaming platforms came along and the music became something that was still important, but also something that had more options. You know, there was an abundance of places they could get the music. And I think the shift is now starting and a little bit farther along in the fact that content has become important again. And the way it's delivered and how it's delivered and everything in between the music is starting to come to the forefront that it's a lot more important than it was over even the past 
10 years, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. when PPM really started to hit and people started making those shifts. So I think the pendulum is starting to swing. And I think it swung, especially with the pandemic and people were out of their cars. And I think it showed what people wanted. They wanted that connection. They, they, they were in their houses with nobody to connect to physically. So how mm-hmm. do they get that connection? How do they feel still involved, feel like they can interact with human beings, like they know what's going on in the world, but also be entertained in a way that the news isn't going to give you because the news was heavy. Everything was hard and sad and uh, a Moon fight. And yeah, yeah, negative. And so I, I think the importance of talent just it completely exaggerated from that point the need for it. Absolutely. So with COVID, one question, did you guys end up working from home or did, were you coming in? How did you handle that physically? Yeah. So that was a shift for me too, because when I first came back to Chicago, I was helping out with a morning show and through COVID that whole show was dissolved. So I was the only one that was still working at the station. And so at that point, there were only three of us covering the whole station. And that included somebody not on the air. That was our program director, Marcy, is a beast in her own right. But it was me and Drew holding for the whole station. And that came with some interesting challenges because for the first six months, I guess it was, I guess until August. So from March till about August, we were working from home. And so now at that point, I had moved to afternoons and I had never done a show in the studio afternoons, period. Wow. I, I was starting a, yeah, a new journey in afternoon drive in, in my home city, kind of a place, a dream that I've had since I started in radio. And I was doing it from my two bedroom apartment. So there were some challenges with that. I think I had some experience because I've done a lot of voice tracking for a lot of stations. So the ability to have fun and be live and do it without some of that color interaction that I love was a, it was a challenge, but it was also a welcome challenge to go ahead and innovate and try to figure out how to connect with the world in a place where we are all disconnected in every single way. So we were home. I was able to go in, like I said, till about August, started going into the studio. And even then it was still a reimagined way because there weren't as many people in their cars and calling in and things like that. So while I pride myself on being a very, very interactive, probably the most interactive show you'll find, in, especially in afternoon drive in Chicago. There was a, a chance to go ahead and grow some other skills at that point too, which I think mm. benefited me down the long run and kind of walk away with a bag full of skills, you know? Yeah. So having survived that, <laughs> what are some of the things you're preparing for in terms of tech, content, all of the above, what are some of the things you're preparing for in changes moving forward? That's a hard one because I think there's so many different things people are talking about. People are talking about AI. People are talking about still syndication. They're talking about downsizing. They're talking about social media. So it's kind of like I believed I had to set myself up to be a jack of all trades. And I knew that going into that. And that's kind of something that, you know, isn't new for me, especially going into morning drive, when I had my first morning show, there was only two or three of us working and doing everything, right? We didn't have a social team. And then we worked in Dallas, luckily my best friend, you know, and Brett Mega, and we did everything. I mean, there was two of us that we wanted to be a big show and we knew we had to act like a big show. And the big shows that we were up against, which in Atlanta was the Burt Show, a legendary show. In Dallas mm-hmm. was the Kid Craddock Show an even more legendary show. These are the shows that the two of us guys were trying to go up against. And we knew that we didn't want to sound like the underdog. We wanted to sound like the big show. And to do that, we had to do everything. We had to find a way to 
use technology to our advantage, to use the cameras in the studio, to, to get out on the streets, to be able to do social media on a level that people weren't doing without a team of people. You know, we had to figure out how to do that and, and we did. And I think that prepared us for everything going forward. So when you talk about going forward from here on, I think it's continuing to pay attention. What are the things that can make your life easier? If it's AI, you know, I'm already jumping in. I'm using AI for a bunch of things now, still experimenting, but I can ask it to help me write some imaging, which I spent last night. I did. It gave me some ideas for imaging or even writing a game for a certain artist. AI actually helped me do that. So when you're talking about moving forward, we are all expected to wear a lot of hats and there's a lot of complaining about it. And I just don't, don't believe in that. Everybody right. wants to complain. Everybody, if you don't want to do it, get out. Don't devalue yourself. Don't hate it. Just if you can't change it, either figure out how to make it work for you or get out because the negativity is not what uh, I think is going to be the true power of radio. So moving forward, I think it's just embracing all of those different things and figuring out how to use use it for yourself. And one thing at a time, honestly, that's the biggest thing is to take on one thing at a time. If you're trying to learn TikTok, don't try to learn TikTok AI and do podcasting at the same time. Just take one wow. thing at a time, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, Scotty, with all your experience and all the learning that's happened between TV and video and on stage entertaining and all kinds of stuff, you've got one hell of a skill set. Hmm. But what does it all have in common? What what can you boil it down to in terms of the trait or characteristics you really need to be a star? Oh, great question. I think the biggest thing for me is how can I do what I love to do at the highest level I can and still enjoy it? And so I think I have an advantage in the fact that I, I actually enjoy learning all those new skills. So those are, those are things for me personally. And I think in an industry where it breeds so much insecurity within creative people on a constant level, whether that's from leadership, whether that's from financial stability, whether it's from the world changing around you, you kind of have to find what do you want to do? What impact do you want to make? And what kind of radio do you love doing? Because then when you start doing it for the validation of yourself, as opposed to the validation from the outside, the collective, the bosses, you're going to one, do it better. And two, you're going to enjoy it more. And I think that's been the biggest shift in mindset for me is to go, okay, what impact do I want to make? And I do believe radio has such a powerful stream to make an impact on a community, on an individual, even if it's for moments at a time. And that's kind of where my basis goes back to every single time of the why I do this. So all those skill sets, like I said, one are a culmination of all, those are very fun for me to learn. I like to learn new skills, but also it allows me to do my best work for the bottom line, which is to entertain people and make people happy for a couple minutes at a time or connect you know, in any way possible. Great stuff. So Scott, over the years, we've seen other radio people break out into other media, kind of like you're doing. Ryan Seacrest, Carson Daly, recent examples. Howard Stern, America's Got Talent, plus his movies. Sean Hannity, I mean, just to name a few. And of course, Dick Clark is a guy who parlayed a Philadelphia radio show into TV and a production empire that ended up doing game shows and music specials and heck, a New Year's Rockin' Eve that's still on. What do you see happening with you? That seems to be a question that keeps coming up. 
Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? What do you want to come for this? You know, it's always been a really, really hard question for me to do that because I think things change by the minute for me and in the world they change. Honestly, you know, I think my priorities change a lot too. I think when you're young and you're early 20s, you're, okay, do I want the big syndicated show? Do I want to turn this into a TV show? Do I want to create a digital product that goes viral and, and have millions and millions of dollars? And I think as you get older, and I know for me, it has, it's okay, what, what do I want to do that every day I can be happy, provide for my family and build the things that I want? And some of that has to do, for me, is having a foundation here in Chicago, which I, that was the first goal to go out and build. And then the next step, I think for me, is to be able to give a platform for other creators. And that's really what I, what I want to build in the future. You know, I have this dream to do a show that allows, it's a very Shark Tank style show, but for digital creators, how are you going to invest it in people that have the next big idea on YouTube, on TikTok, on a podcast and allow them to do that? Because I think it's so saturated and the market is very saturated in a good way because it's so easy to do whatever it is you want. If you want to do a podcast, you can literally just do it anytime you want. I think there's a lot of people that will have these big ideas and are afraid to figure out how to do it and forget that you can just do it. You can learn anything on YouTube, right? You can do any, you can really learn all these skills and, and go ahead and jump in. But I think for me, when I look at the future, it's about the next big ideas. And I don't think the next big idea comes from me. I think the next big ideas comes from giving somebody else an opportunity and a voice. And whether that's on radio, whether that's uh, on a podcast, whether that's on a YouTube channel, whatever that looks like. And I don't know, I don't know yet where that comes from, but I want to be able to somebody that keeps my mind open to go, okay, how can I help this person achieve a goal? You know, how can I help this person reach the next level in whatever they're trying to do? So I look for those opportunities. And that's the big thing for me, I think it is to really help culminate the next generation of entertainers. Terrific guy, Kipper. Scotty K from US 99 Chicago. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear your suggestions. Just email them to show at brandwithondemand.com. And another way to get in touch and stay in touch, just follow Brand With Plus. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, or LinkedIn. Coming up, US 99 Scotty K shares some of the best advice ever gotten. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with the world's leading authority on music scheduling, Keith Hill. You know, Music Master has some real secret sauce. First, I set up my rules so that every song scheduled obeys those unbreakable rules. But the goal rules in Music Master make it so much better. They are so correctly and intelligently crafted that I know I get higher ratings with longer time spent listening and longer time spent exposed on the stations that I work with. Music Master is a big part of my rating successes. Discover how to perfect your music. Visit musicmaster.com today. Hey there, Kipper here. Well, it's summer and that means swag, or does it? No swag, no budget. Check out radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. Radioswagshop.com forward slash kipper. Your bottom line and your ratings will thank you. Listen today, lead tomorrow. Brand with On Demand.
We're with Scotty Kay, the star of Afternoons on US 99 Chicago. Hey, Scotty, after having done a whole lot of stuff and been very successful, what's the one best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Can I break that down to four pieces of advice that sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. I think it's really yeah, it's really hard for me to find one piece of advice because there's so much to learn and so much to grow from. But the one I'll start with is uh, there's two from outside of radio and then there's two from people that are inside of radio, which I think are important to pull from. So I, the first one from outside of radio is I had a conversation with somebody that told me if it's never been done before, how would you do it? And that's the way I want to kind of look at everything I start to do as a bit or as in radio or just in life in general is to forget about your expectations of what it should be, which is actually the second piece of advice from outside of radio. So the person that told me that first piece of advice was a guy from marketing, um, a marketing guy from Google. And he said, you know, the best thing you can do when you look at something and if you want to create something that's your own, you look at it and say, if it's never been done before, how would I do it? And then you take pieces from ways maybe it has been done before and you put different things together, but then your own spin on it, you know, to make it innovate it. The second piece that I started to allude to was actually from my brother, who this is something that I think helped me grow exponentially. And I think will for a lot of people, too. But he said, don't let your expectations of what you think something should be get in the way of what it could be. Meaning that if you think something should be a certain way, you go 100% into that, and you're blocking out all of the other ideas that can make that idea great, the brainstorming and the culmination of other people's input to be mm-hmm. to get to the bigger idea because you are so stuck on what you think something should be. You're missing all of the other things of what it could be. The other two are from people that are two very important people in my life that also happen to be in radio, which I've talked about before, is my uh, best friend and co-host for a long time, Brett Mega, who always said, you might be more talented than me, but you'll never outwork me. And that is something that has always stuck with me. He's the hardest worker I know and, and always reinforced the idea that radio has a power to tell a story. And it's whether it's our story or a listener's story or a community's story, the power of radio is is just so strong. And that will never change, no matter what other streaming or technology or other platforms come along. The power of radio to tell a story is going to always be special. And then the last thing is from another person who, you know, oddly enough, the people inside radio that give me the best advice and taught me the most are also some of my best friends, which is Ty Bentley who is now the uh, host on Apple Music Country. And he was somebody that I watched meticulously do his job in a way that taught me so many other ways to do it. Everything was fun and relatable. And his brain instantly, I don't know, directed something directed something to what seemed to be this, or he dissected it, I should say. His brain instantly dissected something into what would break it down to maybe the molecular level to rebuild it instantly to something that was entertaining and relatable and fun and and with ty the way he moved every single day he talked to people and created these meaningful relationships with people on the air off the air looked at things a million times and said and there was always what else what else can we do with it can we take this bit and go on the street was it a twist on a topic was it something that was uh more importantly how do you create emotion from this one thing so it wasn't necessarily one piece of advice but it was watching somebody every day that did something on a level that was unmatched at that time and really still is and i think that that's actually 
maybe the biggest piece of advice from him is that somebody's always watching. And while that started out as a radio thing and a business thing, it also became it's much more as we evolved and we grew up and now we're dads and we notice that our kids are always watching. And so you think of what example are you setting for them? Who are you trying to be so that they are watching you every day and learning that? Because they're not going to learn from what you tell them, but they are going to watch you and learn from everything they see from you. So those are kind of the four people. And I know that was a, a, a lot of advice in one question, but I do think that you have to take so many pieces from different places and put them all together. And there's not one sentence is going to change your life or change change the way you do it, but it has to be consistency within your actions every single day. So while that wasn't PPM friendly, it, it's, <laughs> it's, kind of the, it's kind of the truth. You know, it's things that go through my head every day. Our thanks to Scotty Kay, the star of Afternoons on US 99 in Chicago. You'll find more in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber and to Hannah B., our associate producer who handles the booking. And coming up next... Hey, it's Steve Reynolds, talent coach, excited to be on the next Brand With On Demand. With this new normal, what is the one thing you can do as a talent that will make you more successful? The one thing that is radio's superpower? I'll tell you on the next Brand With On Demand. That's a wrap, Kipper. Consistency, it's really important, along with discipline. We'll talk about that in the One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand be wise. Hey, it's Hannah B., associate producer of the Brand With Podcast and a huge fan of Morning Show Boot Camp. This will be my third year in a row attending boot camp, and it's truly the best experience. Kipper encouraged me to attend boot camp when I was looking to get my foot in the door. I took his word and ended up attending my first Morning Show Boot Camp back in August of 2021. And just a few weeks later, I was offered my first on-air gig. We all know networking is huge in this industry, right? And that's why boot camp is simple the best. I am now doing Afternoon Drive with Chicago radio legend Eddie Volkman on three stations. I'm so incredibly grateful for everything Morning Show Boot Camp has brought into my life. I've met the best mentors while attending boot camp, including Don Anthony, Chris Cruz, Sean Tempesta, Mike McVeigh, plus so much more. I truly don't know where I would be without Morning Show Boot Camp. It has helped me grow as a broadcaster while meeting some of my lifelong best friends, or as I like to call them, my radio family. Don't wait, don't hesitate. Visit MorningShowBootCamp.com today and register for this year's boot camp. I hope to see you August 10th through the 11th in Dallas, Texas.